Welcome to the second part of this crazy interview with Denton Conte, who shares a lot about his workout advice for statics and for leg training and how both together can improve your statics. You already learned a lot about his planche advice in the first part and now the second part is here to give you even more knowledge. To get a really good form, you need to be able to like have strong glutes, have strong legs. So what I do when I planche, I literally put my legs together, I squeeze them. As always, all the topics, all the bookmarks that we talk about are in the description so you can pick the topic that is interesting for you. Enjoy this interview and keep growing, gorillas. And it takes like a, a good um, self-discipline, I would say, to not do 100% in every training. Exactly, exactly. It, it definitely, because you, you, you got to think, look at it as the bigger picture. So you, you basically live to fight another day, Yeah. you know, and it's just about being, yeah, being patient, it's discipline, yeah, because you think, oh man, I need to go hard, I need to kill myself so I can't move my arms mm. the next day. That's cool, you're doing that, but then... You're more risk. You're more. You're more prone to get injured. You're more, and then you can't planche again for like another five days. And I find that your body is like, obviously, it's not gonna forget, but it's not. It's you need. It needs to be reminded frequently. Like, what I was doing before, like I literally. So every day I planched, yeah, or Friday, for example. So Monday would be sixty to eighty percent. Tuesday, twenty to forty percent. Yeah, and same thing. Wednesday, sixty to eighty. Thursday, 20 to 40 and so on. So one high, one high-ish, but not max, and one low. So that that Monday could be like like five five heavy sets, heavy-ish sets, five heavy combos of just regular holds, like timed holds. I always time my holds. If I'm just doing holds, I time them. So that way I can track what I'm doing. Because if you just hold and you just wait till you feel tired, it's, you have to be able to track your. So I've got like an app I use called Interval Timer. I just put the app on. I have like, so I put like 10 seconds on, five sets of 10 seconds with like two minutes or three minutes rest in between. The next day, for example, I would do something similar. I'll do, I'll, I'll do three sets and that'll be of like five seconds just to feel what I'm doing. It could even be straddles. It could even be straddles. But as long as I'm feeling the movement, I'm satisfied. And Wednesday back again, same thing, same kind of thing. And that's kind of my method of like planching every day, but progressing, but not regressing, not like losing the progress. So yeah, there's, there's so many different ways, so many different ways you can, you know, do it. But that's kind of, I did that for a good few months. My plants got so strong and the form got so strong. Like the form was so clean and the seconds became so like every week or two, I would up the seconds. So like it would be from 10 seconds and 11, just up it slowly. There's nothing wrong with even doing the same, same time. It's fine, but it's just about making the move just feel effortless, you know, and then you progress it that way because People want to progress every week. I want to add a second or two every week. Sometimes it's just not about adding that second. It just It's about feeling the move and trying to master the 10 seconds before you move on to mastering 11 seconds and so on. So yeah, that's that's, that's one method I actually followed a lot. Like last uh, the first lockdown that we that, that we had, I was just, okay, let me just planche every day and try this. And my planche got so strong. My endurance became crazy strong as well. Like, yeah, it helps a lot for the endurance and just the skill itself. So that's my recommendation for like trying to, up your planche like if you want to take your planche to the next level you do that you know wow cool um switching back to uh, weight kelly uh does it help to like do you generally recommend to somebody wanting to improve his statics form his statics uh power uh to uh, do weighted mm, kelly weighted calisthenics to be fair i don't really think it's a it's important because mm -hmm. i literally dropped weight calisthenics i mean i'm back on it now but i dropped it for two years 
I didn't even know weight calisthenics. I just only did statics and, and powerlifting. Because um, I think it could help. Like, I guess it could help, but I don't think it's really important. I don't think it's really important. Like, you see a lot of the guys, they got heavy dips, heavy pull-ups, but they can't really do much planching or front levers with that. Maybe because they're big dudes, I don't know. But I don't think it's... I mean, you can implement it. It's not going to hurt to implement it. But I don't think it's needed to progress your statics. I don't think it's needed because most people that did statics, they did only their body weight and progressed, seemed to progress. I think weighted, it's not really a must if you're a static athlete. I don't think it's really important. In my opinion, it's not. Because um, there was a time where I did weighted only and I didn't do as much statics and my statics actually got worse. <laughs> I had crazy like dips, like 80 kilo for 10 dips, 100 kilo dips, pull-ups, you know, heavy pull-ups. But I didn't do as much statics and my statics were kind of going. I was like, oh no, okay, time to bring my statics back. So um, I kind of dropped the weight because I missed doing statics. Because yeah, I had like I had a period of two years where I didn't do um, statics that much. I focused more on the weighted and the yeah, weight calisthenics. And I think I probably just put on lots of weight. And um, yeah, my statics, I mean, they were there. I mean, they were still there, but not as strong as they were before. Because I literally put all my, like it depends. It's, it's about where you put your focus. If you put your focus on one thing, and lose it and lose lose the other, then you're gonna you know not progress in the other thing. But right now, for example, my progress is everything. Well, mainly powerlifting and statics. So I do those two hand in hand, and they both progress equally. So it's about prioritizing what you want to do. If you just want to do statics, and you just focus on that. Weight calisthenics is not really gonna help too much, in my opinion. It might help for some basic strength of pushing, but the skill itself is what needs to be done. To learn a planche, not not don't go off and just do weighted dips and get to 100 weighted dips. Oh, why well, can't I planche it? Because you didn't really focus on the planche itself. Maybe you can put it as an accessory. I'm not saying you can't. You can maybe add it as an accessory, but I just think they're two, they're completely different movements. I mean, personally, I uh, statics help uh, weighted calisthenics. In my opinion, it did because when I transitioned over to weighted calisthenics, I had pretty strong dips already because I had a strong planche. And my Weight pull-ups were pretty decent because I had a strong uh, strong front lever. So in that case, it does help. But the other way around, I don't really think so. I could be wrong, but in my experience, that's what happened. Like My weight went up, my statics went down. Maybe because I didn't really keep the statics up as well. But it just shows that you can have a crazy big dip. It doesn't mean you're going to have a planche because it's not specific enough to train for the planche. But yeah, you can still, I mean, if you love doing weighted dips, add it in, of course. Add it in. That's fine. You can add it in. But... Don't go in and think, oh, I'm just going to do weighted dips and or have weighted pull-ups and get a front lever or a planche. It doesn't really... It might help strength-wise, but it's not going to give you the skill. Yeah, yeah. But I, don't think it, I don't think it helps too much. Um, I think everyone's got a different opinion on that, but that's just my experience anyway. All right. Wrist conditioning. Um, something that we received some questions about uh how do you condition your wrists um do you sometimes have wrist pain or if not how do you never. avoid that i never i never ever had wrist pain in my life oh. doing planche never ever I'm, my wrists are always strong i think it's because i learned planche on, so i learned my planche on the floor mm -hmm. oh. and i think <laughs> that's what helped my wrist get strong so before obviously before i had a planche like i used to always do like handstand push-ups on against the wall and just handstands in general and also probably from the flips that i do as well like you know with the flips you've got to have like a lot of wrist flexion mm -hmm. if you're doing tumbling so i think that helped a lot um because uh, i find that people say oh man i can't floor plant because my wrist hurts too much 
But I think it's definitely to do with mobility because all of that stuff helped my wrist get flexible. The more you can flex your wrist, the more you can lean forward in a plant, right? If your wrist can't flex properly, then you can't lean forward. Then you got, it's like, it's like squats. People have very um, tight ankles, so they can't squat. Mm -hmm. So you've got to increase your dorsiflexion. So yeah, I think it's just about doing like, just working on basic wrist stretches and just trying to increase the range of motion doing those stretches. And uh, yeah, just keep trying to do like plant leans on the floor and just stick to that. But I, I have my wrist like, so straight, but to the side a bit, because mm -hmm. having your wrist fully straight is painful. So I have yeah. it to the side a little bit, like a 45 degree angle. Okay. And that kind of helps a lot um, for pain. Um, but yeah, I never actually experienced, I never ever once experienced wrist pain myself, but I find that you need to really like spend, like even when you stretch generally, like any kind of, any, any stretch you do, you got to spend about 10 minutes to ease your weight into the stretch. Like if you do like, if it was, if it was to go and do splits right now, the first split attempt you do, because it feel crazy bad. You feel like, but then when you get into it 10 minutes in, you feel a lot more mobile. Like it starts to open up a bit more. So same thing for the wrist. Spend about 10 minutes stretching them before you plunge and they're going to feel a lot more mobile. If you just go in straight away, just doing a plunge, then without stretching, it's, it's going to hurt. It's going to feel tight. Like even me, how I, what I do for my warm-up, for my plunge warm-up, I, I start with a plunge lean first because I actually do, my wrist does click. Like the first lean or hold I do, I get a little click. And that click means it's loosening up. So I do like a plunge lean first a few tuck planches, advanced tucks, then I do my planche. If I just go in into a planche without warming up, without doing the stretches and, and, the, and the holds, then yeah, it's gonna, hurt. it's gonna be painful. So I always like ease my way into the planche by doing the wrist stretches first, then doing like the regression, so the planche lean, just to kind of get everything warmed. But I do, yes, yeah, it's, it's also doing mobility. So literally spend like 10 minutes every day, just doing like, uh, just stretching out your wrists, like kind of like putting your wrists on the floor and pushing your weight forward onto your wrists and do that for 10 minutes. So do like 10 seconds, have like a little rest and keep just keep doing that. And eventually you're just gonna be able to lean a lot more forward and handle a lot more stress on the wrists. So, and same thing, wrists turn backwards and then leaning back. Yeah. And then do that before each plant session and that should definitely help. Definitely that will help. So you do this in front of every session and not in the morning or something, but in front of every session, 10 minutes. Yeah, well, personally, I don't do 10 minutes anymore. I did before in the past, I did, but right now it's like, I just do like a quick planche lean, then a tuck, a few tucks, like a few tuck, advanced tuck, and then I go straight into it. But if you are like, if you're new to like floor planches or if you get pain, 10 minutes, do that for 10 minutes. And then I know it's like, a, oh, well, I'm gonna do it. I know it's boring, but <laughs> trust me, 10 minutes in, your wrists are gonna feel so much mobile. You're gonna have so much flexibility in your wrist. And then that should help. Hope it does anyway, but. It's like anything I do in general. Like if I'm trying to do like, like back when I was doing my shuttle plant training back in the day, I spent 10 minutes doing middle splits training just so I can open my legs up comfortably in a handstand going in down. Cause I've done it before where I just went straight into it and my hips will cramp up. My hips didn't feel good. I couldn't open up as much. So it's like anything, even if I'm squatting, I always like stretch my ankles up first so I can, so I can get good dorsiflexion. So yeah, I recommend being patient and, and even outside your session, just, just stretch them outside your sessions. Like before you bed, like, and now I actually stretch like every night, like every night when I'm relaxed, I just do like a little stretch for my, because since I power lift as well now, um, being tight is the last thing you want because it's going to lead to injuries. So I always like stretch my hips out, my glutes, my spine out and my, my back. And same thing, I do like wrist stretches as well, just to keep everything healthy. So the main thing is, is keeping yourself mo mo mobile. So yeah, doing the stretches before your session and maybe outside your session as well. Maybe like a time when you're like relaxing at night, you're watching Netflix or YouTube, just stretch your wrist out and just, yeah, the more you, and then 
keep increasing range of motion in, in, in the long term, you're going to be fine. There'll be no issues. Like I've actually had no issues at all with wrist pain. Like even from doing one-arm planches or whatever, it's like my wrists are fine. As long as I warm up properly. If I if I went into a one-arm planche without warming up, then maybe my wrist will hurt. But I always kind of prepare it first. So yeah, like anything, warm up, warming up, joints, mobilize, then start. Cool. When you say middle split, is it the same as a side split? Uh, is it the same? Just like we stand, we stand and just like open your legs as wide as you can. But having okay. your body like upright or you can like lean forward as well but like yeah having like just literally so open up your legs like that okay. um yeah that's the one yeah because obviously that's basically that's what you're doing when you're doing a shoulder planche your legs are open so you're basically doing middle splits while you're planching right so yeah. if you do that on the floor beforehand it should help a lot for your um hips to open up and that will that will allow easier progress for your shoulder planche awesome Uh, we also received some questions about diet and the full planche. So um, how important is your nutrition, your diet uh, for maintaining your aesthetics? And uh, yeah, uh, my diet, I'm, I'm not too fast on diet, but personally, I don't think I eat a lot throughout the day. I think I eat enough just to um, recover and survive, but I'm not really a big foodie. Especially now that I'm back to work, I don't really like... I've had I've had no food today, <laughs> wow. so I've been up for so I've been up from like 6 a.m. And right now, what time is it? It's like what? It's like two. I've had no food yet. <laughs> I've had a bit of water, but yeah, I don't really. I always skip breakfast. I have like maybe two, like meat, like two meals, like medium-sized meals, and I have like a a kefir or something. I could have like a liter of kefir or something or a smoothie before bed. But I don't really eat crazy amounts. I mean, maybe on the weekend I do because I've got time to eat. But throughout the week, I don't really eat much because I'm always working or just I'm just up. I'm I'm in the gym and just training people, training myself. I don't really eat much, and um, yeah, I don't. I've never really tracked my calories or anything, so I'm not really sure. But I don't overeat, so I think it's enough for me to just keep my weight the same because I've always got like a good consistent weight, and maybe that's what gives me the edge to be able to start and lift because I'm not getting myself heavier. I'm not eating more. I'm just. People, oh, but how, how are you getting stronger then? It's because, I mean, I'm, I'm eating, I'm recovering enough, but I'm not trying to gain mass. I'm just training for strength. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I still managed to get stronger even at like a maintaining light, a light weight. Because I remember two years ago when I was powerlifting, I was 81 kilos. And I did crazy big lifts at 81 kilos. Last year, uh, at 74 kilos, I managed to surpass my big lifts from when I was eight kilos and that was all beltless as well without a belt too and yeah I managed to do that so I think you can get stronger without adding muscle so maybe that's what they maybe that's how I stay uh light because I don't eat crazy amounts um I feel like people overeat people just overeat people eat like I don't think you need to be eating so much throughout the day I think that's just like like, like an overhyped thing Cause I'm just so used to like working a lot, long hours and not eating. Because before when I was working like as a fitness coach or doing hours for the gym, I'd work nine hours a day, right? And I'd have an hour break. And in that break, guess what I'm doing? I'm training. I didn't even eat. I just trained wow. in that hour. And then I just quickly had like a kefir. I had like a kefir though, kefir. Like I used to like a liter of kefir just to keep me going. Then I'd finish late at night and have a meal like at night, like a late ass meal, like a late meal, late night meal. And then um, that just kept me going and people, don't you get hungry but I think over time you kind of it's like anything your body adapts to anything you do training or just in general in life so if you don't eat as much eventually you don't get hungry as much you don't get thirsty as much so yeah my diet is not the best it's not great but it's enough to keep me going 
and I still get and, I, and I'm still getting stronger week by week. So yeah, I just literally have mm, two meals, two meals a day. They're not even that. They're not crazy big. They're just average size meals. And I have like either one liter of kefir or like a smoothie, like a banana peanut butter cottage cheese, um, milk, oats, chia seeds. I blend it up. Quite a nice thick smoothie, so maybe that's what keeps me going. Keeps me. I have that before bed anyway, so I think it helps because the cottage cheese has got like the casein protein, the slow yeah. release throughout the night. So I think that's probably what helps me to recover. I don't know if I have it like every every night. I have that, but yeah, I don't really eat crazy amounts throughout the day. Um, I just eat because I kind of have to eat, but I don't really get hungry that much. I mean, I do a little bit, but my body's just so used to just not eating frequently, so I just eat one hour at a time. But yeah, I think diet is, of course, it's important, but I don't know. I'm not really, I've never been a big fan of tracking calories or, you know, they got, they got the app MyFitnessPal, track this, track that. I just, I've been too lazy. I'm, I'm reading, I'm not reading everything. I'm, I just, I'm lazy. I'm just, I admit I'm lazy. I do not track nothing. I'm just, I just eat. And then I finish eating. Okay, I'm, I'm full up and I'm good. I'm good for the next couple of hours. I don't need to be eating meal, one or two meals. I mean, every, every hour, every two hours, I don't think I need to be eating that much. Cause I'll just end up overeating and feeling bloated, mm-hmm. especially that I train twice a day as well. Like, I like to train when my stomach is empty as well, you know? So like, especially in the morning, like I, lo- I love to like get my lift done in the morning or my statics done in the morning because it's like I'm empty. So that way I feel maybe I'm lighter. I don't know. But yeah, I just don't, I don't focus on diet too much. Okay. Sorry, for, sorry for that. Sorry for whoever answered that, whoever asked that question. It's probably a, a very <laughs> bad response, but that's just, that's me personally. I do not overeat too much. I think you just, I think you just eat enough. And that should be okay. But it also correlates with a, an article that I read a, a few days ago, which uh, said that the healthiest thing in nutrition is that you can do is uh, to just eat to 70% and not uh, to... Yeah, uh, f- not to like, overeat, right? Yeah, to overeat. Yeah, um, so maybe that's, maybe, that's what, maybe that's what I'm doing because, yeah, I think, yeah, that's, I think that's definitely right. Because see a lot of guys are just overeat. They're just overeating. They've got a bulking phase, a cutting phase. I don't have any of those phases. I'm just... I haven't. I never have a bulking or a cutting phase. I'm just training. My only phase of my only phase is to increase my strength mm-hmm. and my training. That's all. I don't really care about bulking, cutting, whatever. Like no, it's, for me, it's not important. If you're a performance athlete, then you shouldn't be too fussed about diet. I mean, if you're not, if you're not, if you're not, if you're training for size, if you're training for size, then yeah, then maybe you got to track what you're doing. You got to track to increase your size. But for me, don't really care about size. Just only care about performance as long as i'm eating enough to recover and to train then i'm happy then i'm happy if i then have no energy then yeah maybe i need to eat more but i've always got enough energy to train so yeah you just got to listen to your body yeah that's what it is cool but do you have like some standards like uh that you eat uh like a lot of protein that you avoid fat like some some i don't know some standards i have a lot of carbs and protein i have lots of rice and chicken Uh, I love I love meat. I love beef. I love um, lamb. So my general, like for example, today I'm gonna have rice and chicken. Maybe have that meal again. Maybe yeah, rice and chicken. I also have like a like a African based diet as well. Like um, I have like a lot of okra, spinach. Um, yeah, lots of rice. We have a lot of rice, and you know, African diets have lots of rice. So yeah, I think I've got very rich in protein and carbs. Maybe fats as well. I'm Maybe fats, but like I said, I do not care. I don't track nothing. I just eat good food. I love, I mean, there is days where I have takeaway. Days where I get Chinese, days where I get McDonald's. Doesn't affect me. It's fine. But generally, I don't really eat too much fast food anyway. Like here and there, if I fancy Chinese, I'm going to get it. Like if I 
want a takeaway, I'm going to go get a takeaway. Even if it's after workout or whatever, you know, but it's not like I have it, like everyday takeaways. It's like maybe once twice a week. And throughout the, day, throughout the week, it's like, yeah, rice, chicken or like spaghetti bolognese or something. <laughs> it's just it's just general food. like. But it's the food that I eat is definitely rich in protein and carbs for sure. I would definitely say that. Um, so, yeah, I love my meat. I love my carbs. I love my spaghetti. I love my rice, chicken, lamb, burgers. Yeah. Nice. Your opinion on, on supplements? I don't take them at all. I did not take them. I have tried supplements before. Like, I'm always like, I always go into things with an open mind. I'm not going to say, oh, it doesn't work. I, I, I always try things out first and see if it makes a difference. Right now, I don't take nothing. I don't, I never take supplements. Like, I, I've never been a fan of taking supplements because I prefer natural food, natural stuff. But um, I did, like, a few years ago, I tried protein shakes to see if it's going to make any change in my recovery or not. It didn't do nothing. I think it's all, a lot of it is just, placebo i think people thought oh yeah this protein i mean i don't know what kind of protein that is inside that tub whey protein i'm not sure i'd rather just eat natural food but i've tried it just to see if it does work and i did it for i got a whole big tub like a crazy big tub <laughs> and i took it every day and i'll just see if it will make a difference in recovery or not and i just felt the same as I did before so that tub i took it and never took it again i also tried uh supplements for joints the animal pack for, for joints. Mm. It's these little packet of pills with like nine pills in it. And I was like, okay, let me try it. I took it every day to see if it's going to help my, my joints. Nothing. It was the same. So even when I came off it, I was still the same. So for me, in my opinion, um, I don't take them. I never will take them. Uh, I'm not, I've got nothing against people taking them, but I think you don't really need them. I think it's just a big whole fitness hype where people need to take this, take that. I think you don't really need them. How do people get strong before supplements were created? People were already strong back in the day and they never really needed that stuff. So yeah, I just don't take them. I just eat food and drink kefir and have lots of cool. milk. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's my opinion on it. Sounds like a kefir uh, advertisement here. Yeah, so it sounds like yeah. <laughs> I used to always put it on my Instagram. People used to always make fun of me saying, "This guy only drinks kefir, doesn't eat." I said, "Yeah, like I don't know." Just that was just my like I said, my, that was my meal replacement. Just something quick to get something in my system anyway. Yeah. But I'm a big fan of dairy. I love dairy, man. I have so much dairy. Like if you see much, I, I used to, like one liter of kefir a day. Some days, you know, people said that's a lot, but for me, it's like it's just it's it's a, it's a meal replacement. So it's enough. Cool. Great. We're slowly coming to an end. Um, do you want to tell us more about your current goals? Uh, that's also a frequent question. Oh, yes. All right. So my current goals is to, yeah, keep smashing the powerlifting. So um, increase the weights in that. Um, that's my main, my, one of my main goals, as well as increasing my statics. So, yeah, like my static goals, yeah, just keep, Increasing my planche, my planche strength, my planche push-ups, my perfecting my two-finger planche. That's one thing. I want to get, want to get that to because I've got, I can do it in straddle now, so I want to get that to full, a full two-finger planche. Yeah, just getting my multis. I mean, it's there already, but I want to keep getting, just basically getting everything better, just increasing everything. Um, yeah, just having a strong, having a strong bench press, strong deadlift, strong squat, having a strong, strong statics. Those are my main two goals. And yeah, I'm just going to keep working towards them. Because um, yeah, like I said, I'm able to mix them both together. 
and it's working it's working for me it's been a few months i've been doing this program and it's everything's going up at the same time so all i need to do is keep up the work and yeah we'll see what happens in the end i would love to um be that guy that can just do everything <laughs> do flips yeah do flips lift heavy and planche front lever so that's my aim uh, but no like not nothing particular it's just just getting stronger as a whole you know cool. there is a few moves i'm working towards which i'll be posting soon anyway but you guys will see on my instagram and you guys will see if you see my instagram or youtube i might even start like you know like vlogging like my workouts because wow. um because i don't really do i've got youtube but i don't use it much but i might actually start to like start like a like a powerlifting and calisthenics youtube because mm-hmm. people like i said people are very curious of how i mix them together so I'll, do, I'll start doing videos of how I mix, how of, of each session, for example, like a, you know, a squat day, a squat and planche day, a, a bench press uh, front lever day kind of thing. I'll start doing vlogs of how I train so people can see more in depth because it's easy for me to say, but it's hard for people to understand it. So people yeah. need to see what I do. So um, I'm going to start to definitely push that out there because I think it's, like I said, it's, it's very looked down upon. People like, oh, he trains legs, but then how does he do it? I think I need to try to educate people on how to do it together. And that maybe inspire, like start my own little thing of planching with 200 kilo squats and stuff like that. So I'll definitely start putting content out there very soon. Like I'll start vlogging. I've got like a, a new phone. I've got like a, a gimbal. I'm going to get like a stand so I can actually vlog and train at the same time and put it out there so people can actually see, you know, how it's done and do like tutorials and everything. So yeah, I'm going to definitely push, push that out there for people to see. It's not like a big, it's not even a secret. It's not my own big secret. It's like, it's no secret behind trying to mix them together. It's just, it's just, you do it or you don't do it, you know, but yeah, I'm just going to try to put that out there and be, awesome. try to be unique and inspire others to, to train, to be complete. Don't have to be complete. You can stick to do what you love to do. But for me, it's like, I just love to lift heavy. It's satisfying and I love to planche and static. So why not mix, why not mix both together? You know, simple as that. And if you really want something, you make it happen. You don't set limitations on yourself. If you start saying, oh, but then I want to be tired. Well, then that's, that's you need to work on your mindset. But for me, it's like discipline is everything. So have the discipline and take it, take it from there. And just believe in yourself. And hopefully with smart training, it will happen. But yeah, that's, that's, that's all I can say. Wow. Well. I've got one more question uh, because I think uh, I, I'm quite interested in goal setting, how different people uh, set uh, goals differently. You said that you want to uh, improve your um, uh, your squad, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but you yes. didn't say like um, uh, precise numbers. Do you set goals okay, like, cool. like this? Uh, like yeah, yeah. So my cake, okay, so... Because it's been a long time since I think... No, I'm, I'm so, just yeah. interested in, in, in your mindset, you know? Like, do you set precise numbers? Um When you set goals for yourself, yeah, or do I'm you like, say... um, for example, okay, I'll say my, so my lifting goals right now. So, where are we? We were in March, May, sorry, May, May, <laughs> March. We're in May, <laughs> we're in May because I literally, um, have been back onto the squat for like six weeks now because I didn't squat for a long time because of lockdown. Mm-hmm. But before lockdown, I had a, a 180 beltless squat for a comfortable single, like an easy single. I even did like a video, I did a 180 squat into a planche. 10 second full planche. So I want to basically get, I want to get that to 200 kilos and hopefully six months. It's a nice 200 kilo squat uh, in six months. Um, deadlift, I want to get my 260 end of the year, 260 deadlift. Because pre- previously before lockdown when I was at my strongest, I did, the, I did a 240 beltless really easily. Like it was like an RPE7. So I think a 260 will be, will be there with smart training. 
bench press is something new for me. I've never, I was never really into bench press before. So I would love to bench press like 140 plus. Maybe that will probably take me like another six months or something. But yeah, those are like my lifting goals. Um, but yeah, I always set like realistic goals anyway, because I don't really want to aim too high. So each month it's like, I don't really like go crazy. So it's a thing where each month it's just about not maxing out, but doing like a top single. That's like 80%. Doing a top single every month, working towards that, walking towards those goals. Uh, and yeah, for plant and for my calisthenics, it's like, I've, I learned a few new moves. So like a dead plunge push up, I learned that recently. So it's just about trying to perfect that, get that nice and deep. Uh, two finger planche, that's one of my main goals as well. I want to get that in full, in full two finger planche in full. And um, Maltese, I want to keep, yeah, I mean, I've now got that on, now got that secure now. But I want to just be able to press that, like Maltese, clean press the handstand and back down. Because I've not tried to press it. So I want to get like Maltese press. And yeah, those are my main, and for front lever as well, for front lever, I want to get uh, really, like, I want to improve my front lever pull-ups. I've got a strong front lever hold now, strong front lever presses. I, I can do two front lever pull-ups with touch, and the rest is just goes, goes down and down. So I want to be able to get at least three to five front lever pull-ups with touch in in the end of the year. So those are, like, my top priority goals anyway. Cool. So, yeah, sort of work towards those anyway. Awesome. Yeah. Good luck for that, but I know that you have Thank your you so smart, much. smart uh, programming. So um, it's all about programming. It's all about being smart. But yeah, that's how it is. Awesome. We always have some quick questions, quick answers uh, at the yeah. end. Um, yeah, of course, sure. For sure what's, yeah. your, what's your favorite food? My favorite food? Oh, chicken, chicken, chicken and rice. Okay, chicken and rice. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I can live on. I can eat that every day and not get bored. That's my favorite food: chicken and rice. Definitely. Nice. Yep. Are you a dog or a cat person? Cat person. Do you do your own there's, one? There's, I haven't got one, but there's a cat that I think is homeless, I think, but she always comes and I always feed her. Wow. So I look you, after the cat. I might even take her in. <laughs> sitting there with your chicken. <laughs> yeah, literally, like I've got like a I've got like a I've got like a little snap of me like on the windowsill with the cat and I'm just like stroking it. Nice. So I love cats. I'm not really a fan of dogs. I mean dogs are okay, but I, I love cats. I, I like cats. Cool. Uh, do you have a favorite color? Blue. Blue. Or black. Blue or black. Those two are my uh, favorite colors, yeah. Okay. Uh, what athletes inspire you? Ooh, I've got um, Nedko is one of my favorite athletes. Nedko Nedkov. Everyone knows him. He's another guy that's pretty tall. That guy, he's serious. Um, yeah, he's one of my favorite athletes because of his height. He's like also the same as me. He's like 100. He's like one, I think he's six foot, six, six, six foot tall, I think. And he's kind of heavy as well. So I respect him because at that height, he's got the craziest Maltese and crazy planches and he's super clean. So he's one guy I respect. I love the Bulgarian athletes as well, like Victor Kamenov, um, Ristov, uh, all them guys in Bulgaria, man, they're serious, man. They got, they're just so clean and strong. So I look up to the guys a lot in terms of my statics. And I've got a few few of my friends that I train with, like over here, like that inspire me. Like I've got a friend called Obi. He's also like, he trains kind of the way I do. He does the tricking, gymnastics, powerlifting, aesthetics. So seeing him do what I do as well definitely inspires me. And yeah, yeah, those are the main guys that, that inspire me to, to train. So the Bulgarian guys inspire me to just to stat, to Maltese like crazy, like Nedko. 
this guy's Maltese is crazy. So yeah, he's he's like one of my number one inspirations. And yeah, just my my friend, uh, my friend Obi, and I've got another friend called Ash. Actually, I forgot I forgot to mention him, but he's also a powerlifter himself, who can full plunge. Wow, he can full plunge, and he's a powerlifter. And he skipped shuttle plunge because his hips are tight. He just went straight to a full plunge. And that just shows how having a strong legs can still help your statics. All he did, he learned a full plunge in like four months from having a tuck. He was, he was already quite strong, you know. So um, I just said, look, try, try a full plunge. He's actually the one that got me started on powerlifting anyway, because we both started to work together. And I was like, okay, I do calisthenics. What do you do? Oh, powerlifting. And we started training together. And then he kind of just got me into the whole thing. I said, yeah, try learn a plunge. And he learned a plunge in literally four months. That's insane. He, so, let let yeah, me guess, he, he, he's Ukrainian, right? No, 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 he's not even, he's Asian. He's, not even, he's Asian, wow. he's an Asian dude. Wow. And he's actually quite, he's, he's an Asian dude and he's like, um, I think he's from Bangladesh, mm -hmm. I think. Um, but yeah, he's also like, he's not really, he, and he's not a little guy. He's quite, but he's a bit shorter than me, just a little bit. He's like, probably like one, seven, five centimeters, maybe a bit higher. He's a big dude. He's like 70, 75, 76 kilos. He learned a full plunge in three months from having a tuck from a tuck three months wow. guess what he told me he told me he learned a full plunge because all he did was stick his legs out he squeezed his bum so hard and his legs together so hard it stayed there so he's he's another reason why yeah that i believe that that powerlifting can help your statics i'm not trying to say every powerlifter can learn a plunge but he's like not a big i mean he's not crazy big he's like quite he's built he's like he's got muscles like his legs are bigger than mine definitely he's a muscly guy But he is surprising. Like he's got rage. Like in terms of statics, he can learn. He can do a front even a plunge. He skipped straddle. He just went straight to him from tuck, advanced tuck, one leg and full. I mean, a space of a few months. But that's because he's all. He's also himself had a background in like just basic calisthenics. So I think that helped him a lot anyway. But yeah, having the strong, having strong legs, I think it helps. So I hope this interview will inspire people to train their legs and also not. Be afraid to train their legs because I know a lot of people are afraid afraid of training their legs because they think it's gonna um, make your plants worse or whatever. I, that's what I, I, I just say to everyone: just train your legs for strength, for performance. Don't train for size. I mean, you can still have a plant with bigger legs, but even still, as a static athlete, we all aim to be as light as possible to perform good. You know, like I don't really care about putting on weight anywhere. I just want to be stronger and and train so yeah my advice to everyone is just don't be afraid to give it a go and it won't harm you i mean the first week or two will be hard because your legs will be killing <laughs> but once you adapt to it i think it'll be fine and i think it will just benefit like you know i'm not saying like do squats you can do like um just basic like I'm not saying do heavy squats just keep it light but just focus on leg tension focus on getting your glutes strong and i think it will help to maintain to, to get better form in your statics to lock your legs out better and to have a better like hip position in glute positioning as well pelvis positioning so yeah i hope this inspires others to actually try and give it a go and not to down talk you know leg training on statics because i see a lot of guys that they they they, they, they all say this but have you tried it do you know if it's gonna i mean it does seem logical yeah okay he's got big legs he's not gonna stat but there's a few guys that have naturally got big legs that can still plunge so i think um yeah just going with a better mindset and let's, let's not have this oh Yeah, he's he's lifting weight, he squats, oh he can't plant, oh it's gonna make harmless plunge. Um like I said, I've progressed my plunge even more while training legs. So just don't make any excuses for yourself and just go hard. Test it out, give it a go. If it's not for you, at least you tried. But I'll give it a go. See what happens, it won't harm you.
And also, leg growth does not happen over one squat session. <laughs> leg growth happens in many. The guys you see that power lift, they've been powerlifting for about 10 years. That's why their legs are like this big. Yeah. If you just train your legs for a couple months, they won't grow that quickly. Like I get, I get guys DMing me saying, oh, like... My legs go really fast. Um, I'm scared to do it. But do they? I, I'm looking at you and you're not really a big a big dude. So I don't think your legs are going to grow that big just from doing a little squat. So I'm not trying to say you have to squat times two body weight, times three body weight. Obviously, my aim is to squat times three body weight and your deadlift times four body weight. But you can just squat just for general health and fitness and just to be like, a com- not complete, but like just to do it for you. Like, how do I say it? It's to be proportionate with yourself. To be, you know, not be in like, how do I say? I'm, I'm saying it completely wrong. Being proportionate, proportionate, you know. Don't want to be a guy that's got big upper body but no legs, but mm-hmm. they can just be at least strong, at least do something with them. And like I said, it's that the stronger they are, the better you can squeeze your body in those positions. So if you've got a strong bum, guess what? You squeeze it in your planche, it's going to be tighter. You won't banana much. Like if you see most of my static videos, even my planche press, people always say I've got a very clean planche press. I believe it's from the leg training I've done. I know how to brace my core and squeeze my bum and not be able to banana my back because I never ever banana. Like I try my best not to banana. I never ever, like it's very rare to see dent and banana, you know? <laughs> I'm so, like, you know, I always feel that it's people that bananas because they lack body tightness. They lack leg tightness in their body. So I think that if you have a stronger legs, stronger glutes, you can focus on not banana, um, not um, arching your back backwards and then that way you create that curve i think that comes a lot from obviously core strength but i believe that leg training has helped me to keep my form straight so yeah that's that's my take on that anyway so i hope this inspires others to just give it a go maybe get into it if they want like some kind of powerlifting i think it's cool i mean going to a gym deadlifting 200 kilos it's satisfying it's so satisfying. Like, how would you not want to do that? Like, I just, I just, for me, I just lift, I just think that's just manly, just picking up something heavy, squatting heavy. I just think it's, and also, I mean, the studies show that it, it boosts testosterone. Um, 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 maybe it does, but I think, you know, so it's going to do more, more good than harm for your body. You know, just give it time. People like the first session is always the worst one. Like, even for me, like someone that's advanced in legs, you know, like if I didn't train legs for a good few months, guess what? I can't walk the next day, but it's just about getting your legs, getting legs used to it, and eventually you'll be fine. So yeah, hopefully this makes everyone want to try legs. Don't have to, don't have to, but just know that it won't harm your legs in any way if you train for performance and not for growth. I mean, your legs will grow, of course, but they won't grow. They won't grow like that. It will take a long time for them to grow. Like I've been powerlifting for a couple of years, my legs aren't that big. I mean, they've, they've gone bigger, but normally when you train you do gain some sort of weight and as you as you keep training your body's going to follow that cycle so if i gain weight in my legs but i've kept training my statics you won't even feel it you won't even notice like i've never noticed anything i've never done leg session one day oh my plant is slanting because my legs feel heavy they're not going to feel heavy if you that's that's only going to change if you have ankle weights you wear ankle weights that's like a big dramatic change for your body but after a month of using ankle weights it's going to feel normal same thing for like leg growth. If your legs do grow, but you're still maintaining your statics, you won't feel it. So only if you didn't train your statics for a month and then your leg grew, then you tried it. It's going to feel like weighted calisthenics. However, if you then go back to training it again, it's going to be fine. Your body's going to eventually adapt to that size and you'll be you'll, you'll progress again. So yeah, just like I said, be positive. Go in with a 
good mindset and just give things a try before you then talk down talk it. Because I see a lot of guys saying this, that, but I look at their page and they haven't tried lifting themselves. So I'm like, well, how do you know? How do you know it's going to affect your statics? Maybe you're generalizing it, but give it a go and see. You know, I always try to stay open-minded about everything, you know. I mean, even me, when I first tried it, I thought, damn, is my, is my statics going to go down? Let's give it a try. Let me see what's going to happen. Nothing happened. In fact, my statics went up. And they're, and they're still going up, you know. So, yeah, no harm. Awesome. It's it's like really it's really nice and fascinating to listen to you because you really speak with passion and you're it's really uh, convincing. Oh and, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got so much. It's just, I've got so much passion for legs. I just I just I just love training legs. So, yeah. I mean, like I said, it, people could oh he's it's because he's biased. He does it himself, or it's because he doesn't grow as much muscle. But I think I don't know. Like everyone's different, but like I said, there's no harm in trying. You try it out and see, and if it doesn't work, okay, cool. If it works, then you can thank me. <laughs> you know, I'm there to inspire. I'm not there to put others down. You know, if someone tries something new, like I remember when I first started training legs, everyone in my inbox saying, what are you doing, Denton? You're going to lose your plant, Denton. Don't train your legs. And I was like, man, just let me do my thing, man. Don't judge me. If you, if you support me, then, you know, then support me in, in what I do. But I used to always get DMs of everyone saying, why are you trying to be a powerlifter? This and that. I'm like, I just want to try something new not even just for my body, but for my mind as well, to be able to learn how to try new things. Because as, as a personal trainer, I believe it's good to know different aspects of training. Not everyone wants to come and do calisthenics with you. People might want to try something else. Like people will be intimidated by calisthenics. People want to try different things. People just want general weight training. So if you take yourself and try something new, it's going to help you as a person to grow because you'll be able to apply that knowledge to others. So I did that. Mainly I did that just because of my work. But then I fell in love with training legs, so I started doing it. And I mean, I've been doing it for years, as well as statics. No harm. No harm whatsoever. Nice. Yeah. I think this was the longest reply to uh, the quick questions, quick answers. I, know, right? I, I got carried away. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, as I, know, I said, right? like, it's really fascinating to listen to you and you really speak with passion, which is uh, really cool. And I honestly think this is one of the, the episodes or maybe the episode with the most content and the most valuable uh, insights in like um, in-depth um, training advice here. Um, and it's like a super interesting topic. And um, somebody who listens to this, till this moment like one and a half hours yeah. this person will a take a lot with him but b like it shows that he's like really interested in the topic and that you, yeah. you carried him uh, with you so um yeah that's definitely, i see it as a, as a it's it, it's been my pleasure and i can't i can't thank you enough for including me in this podcast so it's my pleasure so me being here like i said i talk with passion and yeah i'm thankful that's great um, yeah, let's go through the, the last quick questions. Uh, favorite skill? Planche. 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 The, the regular planche. full planche or? I mean, planche itself, yeah. Of course, now, like, I've taken a big love to Maltese now. Like, I, I could, yeah, Maltese is like my latest learned static skill. I mean, mm. I've always kind of had a Maltese, but I spent six months mastering it. And it's really paid off. So I think Maltese may overtake my uh, my planche, uh, <laughs> my planche favoritism, you know. So yeah, I think Maltese, planche Maltese, just those two. Like I love those two, definitely. Awesome. Uh, pull or push if you have to decide for the rest of your life. Push, push, push. Okay. Push. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, as, I mean, as people say, as you see, I'm I'm mainly a pusher, and my planche is way stronger than my front lever. But I'm trying to 
change that. I want my front lever to also be strong and be equal. So I am training front lever hard. I don't really show it that much, but it's behind the scenes that I'm doing. Like I want, like I said, having that balance being equal. I don't want to be just a plancher that can't do a front lever or front lever pull up. So yeah, definitely. But push, definitely. I prefer push, but pull is important. But yeah, push. If I had to choose, push all the way. Push yeah. all the way, definitely. Cool. Do you have a favorite book? Um, I did read a book recently. Um, Becoming a Subtle Leopard. That's my favorite book. Is it from Mark Manson? The no. Yeah. Ah, Be no, no, becoming, no, no, no. Becoming yeah. a Subtle Leopard. That's something different, totally different that I thought about. Uh, uh, how is he called? Uh, Uh, um, Become, yeah, yeah, but it's about mobility, right? Uh, about, yeah, it's uh, cool. Yeah, so becoming a supple leopard by Glenn, uh, by Glenn Cordoza and Kelly. Kelly Cl yeah, Kelly Kelly Starrett. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I read a book like a few years ago, and it really helped me in my knowledge about yeah, just mobility and just body positioning and everything, and that helps a lot for my powerlifting progress as well because it teaches you how to it teaches you form, it teaches you how to like be correct and be safe in your training so when i read that book um yeah it, it really helped me a lot in my knowledge too especially for clients too as well so yeah that's i've read a book yeah a couple yeah three years ago when i started like strength training because yeah even me like when you first go into something you go in not knowing nothing so you need to educate yourself yeah. by reading books or training getting trained by someone or just you know so i started to read books and um yeah i was like let me um get myself knowledge and i thought wow this book is amazing so yeah that's my uh, favorite fitness book anyway cool we'll also put it in the description for somebody if he wants to check it favorite music genre gen general um i like rock music and i like hip-hop music um for powerlifting i need rock music mm -hmm. for statics i need like hip-hop trap kind of beats okay. so yeah those two those two cool. um yeah those two are my favorite genres yeah definitely Do you have a best, uh, the a favorite calisthenics event you've visited? The best event I went to was in 2015. Uh, I went to the World Cup in Bahrain with Barsparta. It was like a team competition. So we came second place. That was my, that was, that was actually my last freestyle competition before I transitioned over to weighted. But yeah, that was my favorite event because that was amazing. That was like, Bahrain was an amazing place. The competition was really good. Like it was a crazy comp. It was like a team comp, also individual as well. That was the best event I've ever been to. That was, yeah, that was good memories. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah that was back, yes, back in 2015, yeah. Cool. And to finish off, uh, you already said one or two things, but uh, your message to the Calisthenics community. Yeah, so our message is um, stay consistent, stay disciplined, and just never give up. Also, yeah, train smart. It's not about going, it's not about killing yourself every session. It's about stimulating, feeling the movement and being able to train the next day without being too tired, you know? Um, yeah, and also not being afraid to train legs. <laughs> That's my message to everyone, you know, just, uh, yeah, just stick to the program, allow yourself to adapt and be patient and progress slowly, you know, and focus on, focus on form. Try to um, not let the ego take over. I see a lot of guys, they try to chase, like they go to shadow planche and they think, yeah, let me try a full planche right now. You need to spend a few months on shadow planche first before you go to full planche and so on. So don't don't rush the process in any progression. Always master the progression itself and then move forward. And yeah, I mean, it's a long journey. Kirsten, this is a long journey. Like I've been doing, I've been training all my life, 
you know, body training for all my life, calisthenics for like advanced calisthenics eight years. You have to, you have to, you have to dedicate your life to it. So um, don't be in, in a rush to get any skill because even if you get the skill, it takes you about another 10 years to, to master it anyway. So <laughs> just uh, enjoy the process of it and learn and just, yeah, explore and learn new things. And yeah, don't be afraid to train your legs. It's a, it's a good thing for you. And yeah, that's my, um, that's my main top tip for everyone and advice. Cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, we're, as I said, we're, we're coming to an end. How can people get in touch with you? How can they reach out to you? You also offer, um, coaching, right? Yeah. So I do online coaching. Yeah. You can just get, get me, get me on uh, Denton Conte on Instagram. I think it's Denton underscore Conte one, one on Instagram. Yeah. You can, um, follow me there, DM me there, ask me questions there, get in, get in touch with me there. Cool. We will put all the YouTube the me as well. Yeah, YouTube and Instagram yeah. will put the links in the description and the show notes so uh, people can reach out to you and uh, you're responsive on Instagram. That's what I can say. So uh, to everybody having questions concerning coaching, etc. Denton is somebody yeah. who, who replies to, to <laughs> direct yeah, messages. I, do, I do reply to messages. People ask me help. I, 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 I offer them help, you know. I think it's kind of cool to, you know, get help from someone that you look up to, you know, so... I'm trying my best to respond to everyone, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. As a family man, I know it's, uh, it's uh, or I can imagine that it's not easy always, but uh, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. So imagine I'm balancing everything out with a little two-year-old. So Insane. there's no excuses. There's yeah. no excuses. When you find the time, well, my, my time is my family and my training. I've got nothing else. So I've got no social life. I don't go out much. I just literally, I train, I come home. That's yeah. it train i come home i train again and my son watches me train and he and he, he trains with me that's that's my life right now and i'm and yeah i think it's the best kind of life it's just training and family what else do you mean there's nothing else more important than that that's true so yeah i'm insanely thankful for your time because i know it's uh, very valuable and that uh yeah your family wants it as well so big big thank you for sharing so much uh from your from your trainings etc i'm i'm really thankful and i know that people can take a lot from it and before denton you can end the episode and say goodbye to the people i want to say thank you to all the listeners everybody to stick who sticked until now like uh, one hour 40 minutes it's it's insane yeah. so big respect to you big thank you to you Uh, for listening to this till the end if you liked it give it a thumbs up check up check out uh, denton's socials and uh, yeah i hope to see you next time again and denton yeah, you thank you goodbye. thank you very much thank you very much guys and yeah goodbye everyone hope you guys enjoyed you know the podcast hope you learned some things from it because i'm obviously i was here to help everyone so i hope you guys got the help you needed and if you want more questions just come to me ask me on my dm and yeah look out for youtube content because i'm gonna start to actually vlog my training so look out for that And yeah, thank you so much. And Philip, thank you very much for having me today. It was a pleasure.